0: Hi and welcome to the Kids Yoga Podcast, the place for all things kids yoga. My name is Jessica Mugis, and after teaching kids yoga for over a decade and being immersed in the industry, I created this podcast as a warm and supportive place for parents, teachers, caregivers, and kids yoga professionals to gather. Episodes include conversations with kids yoga teachers, business owners, and authors, child development experts, informational episodes on specific kids' yoga topics, yoga adventures for children, and even the voices of children themselves. It is my hope that you can come here each week and gain inspiration and form connection with your fellow kids' yoga community. Welcome to the Kids' Yoga Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Allison has been living in Hong Kong for 13 and a half years. She is a former primary school teacher with music as her specialism. Allison left school teaching in summer 2018 to set up her own yoga business, Om School Yoga, offering yoga and mindfulness classes to children and teenagers all over Hong Kong in a variety of settings ranging from schools to outdoors to private homes. Her dream is for yoga and mindfulness to be included on school curriculums around the world. Allison, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me, Jessica. Hello from Hong Kong.
0: Yes, thank you so much for doing this. Um, this is the first time I'm using a software where can, I can actually see the guest's face, so it's nice to oh, see wow. you and nice to yeah, meet nice you. To see you
1: too. <laughs> actually, to see you, yes, <laughs> yes.
0: When did you first start practicing yoga? And then when did you decide to share it with children?
1: So I moved to Hong Kong from England in 2007. And my thing was living in big city for the first time. I suddenly felt like I didn't have any hobbies. And back then, yoga still wasn't very popular. Um, there was a yoga studio down the road from where I lived. and I just liked the idea. There was no big, uh, meaningful reason. I just thought, wow, yoga, that sounds quite exotic. So I signed up there in 2008, and that was my hobby. I enjoyed twisting myself into pretzel shapes. I uh, didn't really understand a lot about the philosophy or anything else that goes along with yoga. But I loved when people asked me, like, what do you do in your spare time? Oh, I go to yoga. <laughs> and, you know, we didn't have, like, Lululemon or anything back there. I can't right. remember what I used to wear, to be honest. Um, so I kept that for a few years on and off though. So I didn't have a regular practice um, and it wasn't until about 2015. So quite a few years later, that I started really getting interested in yoga and wanting to share it with the kids in my class. So I'm a primary school teacher originally by trade and like with most of my hobbies, my interests, I love also bringing that into the classroom for the kids. So I thought, well, let's see how we got on with yoga but I'd never heard of yoga for kids even like 2015 which is not that long ago um I didn't know how to teach them so I just googled some yoga poses showed them the pictures on you know the big whiteboards that you have the interactive whiteboards at school yeah um I thought this is not right this is surely this is not the way that we teach kids yoga so then I googled is yoga for kids a thing and it turned out that it was. And that's how I then found my kids yoga teacher, like my mentor, Jenny from Gecko Yoga. And I went on to do my training. Um and then that's how I learned to teach kids yoga because as we both know, the way that we teach adults and kids <laughs> completely different worlds, right? Sure. <laughs> so we'll completely get that a bit more.
0: Exactly. So completely yeah, that's, different.
1: That's how I got into it. So over many years it definitely wasn't um love at first sight for me with yoga, but yeah. Right. So
0: then, so you were a primary school teacher. So when did you decide to take that leap of going from a primary school teacher to leaving and then starting your own company to teach kids yoga?
1: Right. So honestly, it was never my intention. After I realized that yoga for kids was a real concept, I signed up to do my training in 2016, so the 95 hours yoga for kids teacher training with gecko yoga. I did that over five months, and that's really when things started to shift for me. It's like, oh, this is what yoga is all about. That's what that bit at the end is, where you just lie down for a few minutes and everyone's silent. Everything started to make sense. And I started teaching my first kids yoga classes. I just loved it. And after, I think I'd been teaching in primary schools for about 11 years by that point. And it was just something new, something fresh, something exciting for me. So in that same year, in the summer, I went to do my 200-hour teacher training for adults, just to deepen my knowledge. And I also wanted to register with Yoga Alliance as an official um, registered children's yoga teacher. Um, So, I did that qualification as well. And after a month of studying yoga intensely, it was quite difficult then just to go back to everyday life. So, I did go back to school and I was teaching yoga on top of having uh, my primary school teaching job. But things had just shifted. There wasn't one particular moment when I remember thinking, oh, this is it. I'm going to leave my job and start my own yoga business. (laughs) It was very gradual. I did try to sustain both jobs for about a year, year and a half, but your energy just feels too scattered. And I felt like I'm not doing the best that I can do in either job now because it's, it's just too scattered for me. So I resigned from teaching in primary schools in 2017. And then I left primary school teaching in the summer of 2018 with the intention of starting my own kids yoga business.
0: So that's what I hear often. It's kind of like, um, I feel like kids' yoga teachers, it's like this calling. It's like we realize it exists. Yeah. And and then you start to learn more about it. And you're like, wait, 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 what is this? This is incredible. And then it's hard to um, go on with what you were doing before. It just kind of starts taking over.
1: Yeah. And then as a primary school teacher as well, or any sort of school teacher, you have – Obviously, your curriculum that you need to deliver, and that has to come first and foremost. You have standards, targets to meet, expectations, and knowing then what I knew about mindfulness, it was. I, I always felt like I wasn't doing enough in the day. I'd get home and think, mm-hmm. "Oh, but I didn't check in with that kid. Mm-hmm. I didn't have time to ask this one about that." Or, and for me, I was finding it really hard to be just in a classroom, sitting down. I wasn't moving as much as I wanted to. Um, it was really, really hard to get the balance. So even though I was teaching kid yoga on top of uh, my day job, it I just felt like, yeah, like you said, it's like a calling to suddenly change mm-hmm. and do something different. And I have to add that I'm not from a business background at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually told at high school there was a high chance I would fail my business exam. Um no. Yeah. So no business mentality very much just yeah. learnt as I've gone along. I've been really fortunate to be surrounded by people that support me and encourage me. Mm-hmm. I think that's a positive thing as well. So I'd like to put that out there just for anybody else if they're thinking that they want to take the leap, that I, I don't come from that background at all.
0: Yes. That's a huge barrier, I think, for a lot of us. I know for me to start my own company for a long time. I had that fear and like, oh, I don't know enough. And but like you said, I think if you're seeking out, if you have good people around you that you can yes. talk to, that can advise yes. you, yes. go for it. If you have the passion, I think that's the most important
1: thing. You know, yeah, I completely agree. And believing that you're on the right path and when everything feels aligned and you think what is life about at the end of the day, you can, mm-hmm. and I, yeah, I've been teaching for many, many years at that point. Um, so if I don't try now, then then when, right? And honestly, I've right. never looked back. So, so happy.
0: I love that. So tell me about, so you start this business, I think you said 2017, 2018, then the pandemic hits. So what happened then? How did you kind of shift your business to, to deal with what we're in right now?
1: To be honest, I've been busier than ever. Wow. That's cute yeah, It's you. been yes. so fortunate. So still going out teaching. The types of classes that I've been teaching have changed. So I teach privately in people's homes, in their gardens, uh, in their function rooms if they've got gyms in their apartments. Mm -hmm. So the only change for me really was that the groups had to become smaller. So now I do a lot of private classes, one-on-one, or family yoga, siblings, Mm -hmm. Um, and there's been, I found an increase in demand, I guess because of all the pressure that the kids are under now doing the online learning. Um, and sitting at their desk all day so they're not as mm. active um the biggest challenge I would say was that it's such my dream for yoga for kids to be more included in schools um and of course the schools have been closed <laughs> so yeah. I haven't been able to do that but I think you know everything happens in the right time and when mm. we are starting to open up back now in Hong Kong but Yoga and mindfulness is then not a priority. the The schools just want to get the kids back in, get back to a sense of normality, and then hopefully we will be able to start that ball rolling again. um because before the pandemic hit, I was going into some schools and teaching yoga or doing after school clubs. Um, so that was the biggest change for me, I would say. But apart from that, I've been so, so busy
0: right. Well, I'm so glad. and, I- It's funny because I I know you're saying, and I'm sure schools just want to dive in and start, but I think they'll shortly find that we all are going to need a lot of emotional support to make that transition. I think we're all collectively kind of traumatized, including Mm -hmm. our children. So I do hope that um, the the school systems realize that and realize the the huge benefit of introducing yoga and mindfulness, especially right now as schools reopen
1: it is, yeah giving the children that space every day just to talk and we know like kid yoga looks completely different to adult yoga so maybe it is just sitting in a circle having a chat sharing how we feel doing some mindful activity um it, yeah, it's so so important so I really hope that it will become prioritized once things mm-hmm. do start to get back to normal here
0: yeah. What is the the scene in general like in Hong Kong with kids yoga when you started? Is there, were you one of the only ones doing it or were there like kids yoga classes popping up? What is it like there?
1: It's, it's developing. It's yeah. still very small. I mean, I've got three very good friends who teach yoga to kids and teenagers full time. Um, there are a lot of qualified uh, kids yoga teachers here who have done a training, but they're not teaching I don't even think um, some of them are teaching classes at the minute because it's like we said, it's quite hard if you've already got a full time job, even if you really want to. It's it's just difficult, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's still very small, but I'm grateful for the couple of friends that I do have who are also doing the same thing because, as you know, it's so important to have your community, right? Mm-hmm. Who you can share with when you've had an amazing class and you want to share your ideas or when things haven't quite gone to plan, as can be the case with kids yoga, um but yeah still very very small and I find that a a big part of our work is not just being with the kids but also then educating the parents and teachers of the schools that we go into about what kids yoga actually is I think there's so many misconceptions like as I had myself and even when I talked to my friends um some of them have said that until they started following me on Instagram they had no idea that that's what (laughs) kids yoga look like um and that is a big reason that I started Instagram so when I first founded my business I was like no I'm not into social media I'm staying off that it's a rabbit Mm -hmm. hole but I thought no I think I've got another job to do here and that's just sharing things that I've done and honestly it's like opened my eyes I wouldn't have got to meet you if I hadn't started as well so for me it is I know everyone has an opinion about Instagram, but for me, it's such a positive thing. Like I feel so inspired and supported and I love sharing as well. So that's that's been a great thing for me. But yeah, yeah. that's a big part of the work also, not just being with the kids, but then sharing with adults what kids and teenager yoga actually looks like.
0: Yeah, I, I think we had said, did, do you know Laura McEgan? I think you had emailed me. I said do. I,
1: so I listened to her podcast uh, yes. the other day. And I was told that apparently we used to sing in the same choir. So hi, Laura, <laughs> if you're listening to this. Right. Uh, I don't so remember Laura. meeting her. Apparently right. we used okay. to sing so together.
0: She, yeah, anyone listening, she was a guest on the podcast. So look her up. Um, what you were saying reminded me of something she posted, which was she was like, I'm tired of people saying, oh, kids yoga, that's cute. And she's like, here's why it's not cute. And she described in detail, I have like chilled. She describes in detail, like all the very um, important reasons why we do kids yoga. It's not, yes, it could be cute, but it's so deep and it helps us, it helps children. So I remember reading her post and being like, yes, exactly. Um, I think it could be written off sometimes as like, oh, that's like, a luxury that's too much. Kids don't need that, and it's like, no, you you mm. have to, like you said. I think I'm so I'm so glad you decided to do social media and just kind of show what yes. what it is, yes. what it looks like. It's different. That's what I think.
1: love about the community as well. Like, of course, we're sharing all the nice things that we've done, but also right. we all know that, like I, you said it and I think it was the first or second episode that it's. And I love the words that you use. It's messy and chaotic, yes. and it's too. It's, <laughs> the kids are not sat there. Oh, you know the movers. Right. <laughs> lotus pose the reason that yoga is for a reason right yes (laughs) yes. that's
0: what I love when parents come in they're like they come in nervous like my kid doesn't sit still I'm like oh great good you know that's fine that's the, the, the thing about yoga is like we're we're honoring who each child is. So it's like I'm they're not they're not going to just sit still. Like that's not what we expect. We, we and they're not see meant them to, right? Developmentally
1: right. they are kids.
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, I want to. <laughs> it is right. Like they're they're the ultimate. They're present. That's the whole purpose. So yes. they teach us. Yeah. Um, but I do. I want to ask you about Yin Yoga because I saw that on your website. So Yin Yoga, I tried it. Um. I think I tried it. I was in Sedona, Arizona, and I tried it there. And I was like, I mean, I loved it. Um, but I think it's lesser known. And I was just wondering, Ooh. since I haven't talked to anyone who teaches it, can you just tell us a little bit about what yin yoga is?
1: Sure. So when I did my 200 hour teacher training in 2016, it was, it was a month of yoga, six days a week, about four hours of physical yoga every day. And for me, I never went to yoga to get for a workout for me it was more about you know connecting with my body stretching um taking time to relax because I'm a marathon runner as well so I already have that sort of yang practice in my life I didn't want even more of it when I come onto a yoga mat like power yoga ashtanga that is not for me (laughs) um so during that training about once a week we were offered a yin yoga class as well as a option so we didn't have to go and I'd never heard of yin yoga before. And like you, I just fell in love with it straight away. I think there's this misconception. Oh, it's just sitting down, lying down. It's <laughs> easy. But it's such a deep, deep stretch, isn't it? Oh, I just yes. love it so much. And then that challenge to really sit in stillness, not just with your body, but also with your mind. So I made that decision when I was doing my 200 hours, like to, to investigate further, to do another training, so I was really, really fortunate. I did uh, 100 hours yin training uh, in London the next year, 2017, I think it was. But then in 2018, I trained with Bernie Clark. He's one of the, the main yin yoga teachers. He's like friends with the uh, Paul Grilly and Susie who invented <laughs> yin yoga, so wow. he is an absolute master. I tr- uh, went to Canada to train with him, um, and that was fantastic the yin yoga don't teach it to the the little kids but it's mm-hmm. I find like what I've learned from that I can then apply it with the teenagers because mm-hmm. my experience teaching teens in Hong Kong is and this really blew my mind I thought they'd be more interested in you know flowing more vinyasa sort of style but Teenagers, I'm not sure if it's the same in America, they're exhausted yes. here, you know, <laughs> no matter what time you're teaching them, they're not interested at all, even to stand up in a mountain pose, like, no, can we yes. just do a fast yeah. pose? Like, oh, really? Okay, that's fine by me. Um, right. So what I've learned in yin, the, the postures, um, that's really helped as well to support my teaching for teenagers.
0: Yes, that's true. When I taught teens, they loved restorative yoga, which yes. is a, a similar yeah. thing. And mm. yeah, they would be like, please, can we do yeah. restorative the whole time? I and was sometimes, so yes.
1: Surprised. Sometimes you're like,
0: okay, let's move a little and then we'll do
1: it. Yes, <laughs> at least do some cat cow first. Right, exactly, <laughs>
0: exactly. Well, yeah, anyone who hasn't tried yin yoga, just check it out. It's, do. it's definitely a do. powerful <laughs> thing. It's a powerful thing. Yeah. Um, and then you also, I saw you offer. Yoga for in the office. So, mm. is that? Can you just tell me what that is? Is that more like some chair yoga, where people are are, are people dressed for work, and you're just leading them through a little bit of yeah? A, a so movement? that's an
1: interesting one because so I did do like so my adult training as well. Um, primarily, I focus on kids and teenagers, but I also think it's good for me as a person to have a balance. So, using my adult qualification too, so I do offer yoga in the workplace. However, since the pandemic has hit. Haven't been teaching so much of that. But when I did, Mm -hmm. again, it was such a huge moment for me, like going into some of the tallest buildings in Hong Kong. So you've got ICC, which is the the actual tallest. I've taught yoga there before. And the Mm -hmm. IFC. And it's just you go in and you're in your yoga (laughs) gear. And, yeah, some people, they they don't realize that they need to actually change into into clothes where they can do yoga. So then you have to adapt your sequence. Usually it would be on a chair. Um, I will always ask them to come off the chair if they can because mm-hmm. you're, you know people who work in offices they're on their chairs all day but then you also have to honor what they want to do as well. Um, mm-hmm. I love that the, the times that I was doing it and just getting into it before the pandemic hit and I find it so rewarding. Um, in my mind I was thinking oh why wouldn't they pick someone who you know just focuses on adults but then as a kids yoga teacher I think it's so nice because you go in and you add that element of fun of playfulness mm-hmm. as well so you can't mm-hmm. change who you are depending on who you, well I can't like depending on who I'm around and I think they enjoy that like having somebody come in who's a bit more playful making jokes um, yes. I was talking to a friend, I was thinking, maybe that's something we could invent, like kid yoga for adults, you know, connect um, to your child. I have talked
0: about this, yes. This is we should do I it, get
1: so- out some toga, everything. Yes. <laughs> so
0: adult, you go into an adult yoga class, and it's so serious and quiet, and no one talks, and in kids, yes. yoga, kids, kids, are, kids are talking the whole time, they're like... You know, whether good or bad, it's like, it's not good or bad. It's just like what it is. And sometimes it's great. And sometimes it's, hey, let's focus, whatever. But I love that the kids are just like, you know, sharing what they're feeling. In an adult class, you are silent. And exactly like what you were describing, how cool would it be if like there's a class where you can actually talk or you, like you said, do some toga, have some fun. So just
1: including like little bits as well. So going around and saying, how are you feeling today? And it's always so interesting with adults, fine, good. Yes, but what colour is that? What weather would it um, be? Yes, the
0: weather. What's your weather today? I love
1: it. <laughs> and I think the more that they get to know you and feel comfortable around you, then it yeah. comes. So I was really feeling that in a law firm that I used to teach at, but then, of course, it's stopped now. So it does take, like with kids as well, right, it takes a few weeks, a few sessions mm-hmm. to build up that mm-hmm. trust so they feel comfortable then to relax and be themselves. Um, but, yeah, I think that's something really beautiful that kids and teen yoga teachers can offer. So I'd recommend still teach adults if you can. Mm.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. It makes you more well-rounded and challenges you as well. Um, So I've been asking every guest since this pandemic began, kind of how they're taking care of themselves right now. So I wanted to ask you the same thing. What have you been doing for yourself during this very, very challenging year?
1: Uh, Thank you for asking. Um, so like I said I was really busy always been really busy teaching so that's been fantastic but also every day just checking in with family and friends having that connection making everyone know that there's a safe space for them to to talk and I always feel that for me as well something really great that came out of last year was I decided to start a running and yoga club so combining two of my absolute passions Um, I run marathons and that has always been just something so huge in my life that's like therapy my moving meditation and I always wanted to start a running club but just didn't have the confidence for whatever reason to go ahead with it I thought well let's combine it with yoga as well and see how we got on with that so I started it last year and that was just such a light in my life that I would look forward to every week Um, we've had to kind of stop now because in Hong Kong at the minute, we're limited to being in groups of two outside. Um, Yeah, but that was such a positive thing. And then also um, for myself, so I play piano and I just spent, so for the time that I had from classes being canceled at school, I just used that time to sit at my piano more, figure out music, and that's something that I, I really love doing. And I started posting some of my videos on my Instagram. So I also think it's important as a teacher to always be yourself, to be authentic and to share what you're interested in, because you never know who that can be inspiring, right? So if I go to kids' homes now, they've got a piano. Often I'll play for them in Shavasana, and they love it. Like, you know, stay, mm. play more. Oh, so <laughs> um, I had more time to play, and I could definitely feel uh, that I got a lot more proficient in that, whereas like, I've got a piano, but you know what it's like. It's there in the corner, and you just never sit down to play it. Mm-hmm. So that brought me a lot of joy,
0: yeah, like, yeah,
1: yeah I, I feel like I've been really, really fortunate, all things considered, and just taking one day at a time as well,
0: absolutely. It's kind of like you got you get back to your roots of what what you've always loved and kind yeah, of what's
1: important. yeah, what's Bob's joy? And you realize like, why am I waiting? Why am I putting these yeah. things off? And of course, like when I started the Run Yoga Club, it's like, what what was wrong? Why didn't I just do this right. years ago? Right. It's so nice.
0: Yes. Oh, I love that. Well, I hope soon that you can meet in more than <laughs> yeah. groups of two and do because it again. At the minute it's like
1: they're texting me individually, and so wow. I'll be running more than I actually want to just once a week. <laughs> Exhausted. Right, splitting it up. <laughs> uh.
0: Well, i I'd love to wrap up with the kids' yoga gem. So every episode, I end with. If you can offer one piece of advice to someone sharing yoga with children, what would it be?
1: Of course, there's lots of advice to give. Could write a book. Um, But something that is really important to me that I'd like to share is for every class, make sure that you prepare as best as you can. I keep notes written down in a notebook just to, to remind me of important things. And I take that with me to class. Make sure you've got all your resources. However, be prepared for anything to happen and to go with the flow. That is such a huge lesson that I have learnt. Um, The energy could be really high, the energy could be really low. So make sure in your bag you have got some extra resources that can accommodate for that, some ideas of games, that you've got your music, some extra music set up in case you need it, and then Just remembering that no matter what happens, it's not a direct reflection on you. So I remember in the early days, if I had some classes where the energy was really high and it felt like the kids were not so into all the activities that I had prepared, I'd take it personally. But then you realize, wait a minute, these kids are coming back to class every week. They love yoga. So, you know, prepare as much as you can, but go with the flow. Be flexible. (laughs)
0: yes I couldn't put it any better that's to me it's the ultimate and talking to a lot of people this has been something I'm hearing over and over but in different ways mm. so I love how you put that especially the part about taking it personally that took me probably five or six years of teaching before I said right it's oh. so
1: true yeah <laughs> but then by sharing we realized oh okay everyone's yes. experiencing this as well I mean I've had resources thrown at me before but then you look and the kids are coming back again and again they're young at the end of the day but i also think that links into when we teach adults like well the adults don't do this do they (laughs) thankfully (laughs) um but yeah going with the flow and remembering that they they love the classes that's why they're there
0: absolutely well i would love for people to be able to find you and get in touch with you if they had any questions so where can people find you
1: Thanks, Jessica. So I've got my website, which is www.omeschoolyoga.com, and it's O M S K O O L, Um, and then my Instagram account is Homeschool under slash Yoga, and that's all I use. <laughs> Try Good, not to do too much. Yeah. <laughs> Instagram is like a full time job as well, isn't it? So <laughs> one account is enough.
0: It is. Yeah, I feel the same. I'm like. Yeah, Instagram's my focus, and then we'll just that's it. That's that. it. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Well, I appreciate it. Um, it was so great to talk to you. In the future, since it's morning there and
1: night here, oh. where we're, we're yeah. Future's nice. A bit noisy, but it's nice. Yes.
0: <laughs> and I hope that um, let's stay in touch. I'd love to see what you're up to, and maybe we can get those uh, kids yoga for adult classes going.
1: I think we should if that would be I would go to it I would be the (laughs) first one signed up (laughs) oh like yoga musical statues dance as well so many ideas
0: (laughs) we get we have to brainstorm we got to talk let's do it (laughs) thank
1: Thank you so so much much. for your time Jessica I really really appreciate it thank you absolutely absolutely take care take care bye
0: bye thanks for listening to this week's episode if you enjoyed the episode and you haven't already I would really appreciate if you can leave a rating and review and also subscribe to the podcast. This helps people find the podcast and direct more people towards it so we can spread kids' yoga to more children. You can also follow us at the Kids Yoga Podcast on Instagram and Facebook, and you can always send me an email at thekidsyogapodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your feedback, your questions, and any ideas you have for future episodes. So thank you so much for being here and for listening, and I hope to see you next week.